Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, now let's go to the hotline and bring in the publisher of Florida Politics, Peter Shores. You can find all of his work and all of his team's reporting. Plus, you can sign up for the Sunburn newsletter. So you get the latest in your inbox every morning at FloridaPolitics.com. So, Peter, we've got a lot to touch on this morning. Let me start with Senator Marco Rubio. So over the weekend, former President Donald Trump made some comments suggesting that he might not defend NATO allies and that, in fact, would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want. Rubio was asked about this on CNN and basically just kind of dismissed it. And what I found interesting about that, forget about the policy itself that the former president was advocating for if Barack Obama or Joe Biden had said the exact same thing. There is 0% chance Marco Rubio would have just dismissed it. There's every chance he would have been as critical as humanly possible of those statements. And that, I think, is the problem with Marco Rubio. It's so blatantly obvious that he's playing politics here and everybody can see it, right? It is the problem with um, Marco Rubio. This is where he gets the moniker Lil Rubio. Exactly. Little Marco. Um, and, you know, I, a friend of mine um, <clears throat> sent me the comments over the weekend. He's just like, uh, he said, I'm old enough to remember when Rubio wanted a restaurant closed and the staff fired because Salt Bay uh, fed a meal to uh, Maduro. Um, and that, you know, so this is somebody who it's not like Marco doesn't know how to get fired up about foreign policy. Yeah. Stuff. Um, and you know, if I, I went back and I read it also, and it's, he, he not only dismissed it, he kind of explained, like he, he gave some cover, like he said, Oh, well, you know, um, we should know that he doesn't talk like a traditional politician. People should know this already. Um, and, he, I guess he, I think it was even worse because I felt like he made excuses, uh, for Trump. It wasn't, not only did he let Trump off the hook and say, Hey, listen, that's not how a leader of the free world should talk. But he also kind of, it turned into Marco's, um, post presidential run default where he's the first, the first person he's upset with is the media. Right. I, to ask about that. I don't understand why. I know I understand where it's coming from, but it, uh, it, it is it's it coming is from a place of saving his own political ass is what it is. And and, and that's that's what bothers he me wants to be. Yeah, he wants to be secretary of state. He right. wants, I mean, he wants that exactly. one of those positions. Yeah, and exactly. Is in line to get it. But Rubio has always tried to portray himself as somebody who is really serious. He's a serious politician when it comes to national security and foreign policy and those kinds of things. And I just think it's alarming. It should alarm people that someone would just cast aside all their principles like that because 
they want to be secretary of state. It's not it's not unusual. You know, I mean, we've seen this before, but it's so blatantly obvious. And and look, he's our senator here in Florida. That's why we're talking about him uh, when we're talking about Florida politics. It's just it was incredible to watch him uh, bend the knee over the weekend. All right, let's get some other stuff. We're joined by the publisher of Florida politics, Peter Shorsh, the legislative session. What's the latest on what's happening in Tallahassee? You know, and I, I, I keep, I, I keep saying this each week, but it, you know, this is a finite process. It's a sixty-day process. It's one of the, you know, it isn't like Congress where timelines get extended and the, you know, the concurrent resolution gets amended to the blah 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 blah. You know, they've got to get the budget done. They've got to get these things done. So last week, they got the each legislative body got its respective budget done. Now they will go to conference. Probably beginning of next week. I can't see them doing it over this holiday. And then they will, you know, they'll negotiate the finer points and then they go back and pass that. And, and, but the thing is, and I know this, this is going to probably make some people like crazy is, you know, a few years ago, they switched it so that there would be an earlier legislative session during election year. People thought that that was about politics, about not wanting to, not wanting to have anything bad come out in May and that be that close to an election. It also, believe it or not, had to do with a lot of the parent legislators up there wanting to be home for their kids' spring break. I kid you not. Um, and that pressure to get done, to be back home for March, for spring break, for vacations, for Easter, I know it sounds crazy, but that is driving a little bit of the process here. And so they are trying to get this plane in and landed here by the first week of March. And I think that they're on target for it. And I'll say, I don't think that they're going to do a lot of damage here. I just, a lot of the bad bills are dying. Even some of the controversial ones, like the, the uh, banning of, uh, of any other flag other than the American flag at government buildings. Like that seems to be dying. The cultural uh, stuff seems lots- to be dying. And how big of a role is the Senate president Kathleen Pasadomo playing in all of that? She seems integral to all of this. She is. And I think it's, it's her, body uh like we cited jen bradley as our kind of winner as our winner of the week in florida politics last week for you know calling out some of the the racist commentary uh that was made during a senate committee and it was uh, racist (laughs) it wasn't one of those things where right 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 it wasn't one of those you know up for interpretation kind of things everybody acknowledged even republicans who were there yeah that was that was a little racist so they want to get that. I think the other thing that is interesting for, you know, voters at large is if these amendments that are before the Supreme Court get put on the ballot and it's likely the marijuana one does, I think it's still likely the abortion rights one does as well, is what kind of pre-budding gets done by this yeah. legislature uh, on THC, et cetera, uh, because they think that those things are going to pass. They are immensely popular. And so there's bills that we're tracking on that. Like what will they do to kind of undermine the will of the voters there? And so there's a a lot of interest on those, uh, on those pieces of legislation. Well, not the first time we've seen that from Tallahassee ahead of uh, the residents of Florida voting on something on the ballot. Last thing I want to ask you about, and again, we're joined by the publisher of Florida politics, Peter Shorsh, Joe Gruters, uh, a growing presence, not only within the Republican party here in Florida, but now at a national level. Yeah, he over the weekend, he won the vote to become the RNC National Committee man. First step uh, as part of an effort to become to replace uh, Ronna McDaniel as um, the national GOP's leader. Uh, Trump has said that uh, that she's got to go. Uh, Joe, state senator from Sarasota, 
is in the mix for it. I would say he's probably second most likely to get it, which puts him in a really good position because you never know what problems the other person has. So keep an eye on Joe Gruder's uh, back to being a rising star now that DeSantis has faded and Trump is ascending. All right, the publisher of Florida Politics, Peter Shorsh. Again, you can find all of his work and all of his team's reporting and sign up for that Sunburn newsletter. Again, it comes right into your inbox every morning. You get all the latest on everything happening around the state at floridapolitics.com. Peter, appreciate the update. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. Enjoy your Fat Tuesday, Ryan. Take care. Ryan Gorman here with Dana McKay and James Berlander. Yesterday, President Biden met with King Abdullah of Jordan to discuss the hostage negotiations between Israel and Hamas. Here's what the president had to say after the meeting. The United States is working on a hostage deal between Israel and Hamas, which would bring an immediate and sustained period of calm to Gaza for at least six weeks which we could then take the time to build something more enduring. For more on the negotiations and the two hostages who were just rescued, let's bring in ABC News correspondent Jordana Miller, who joins us live from Israel. Jordana, thanks so much for coming back on. And I want to start with the two hostages rescued the other day. Have we learned anything new about the rescue itself or their condition? We've learned a few more details about the rescue. Uh, For example, uh, the team that came in, you know, when they got into the apartment and killed the three Hamas uh, captors, they then put on the two Israeli hostages, the 60-year-old and 70-year-old, they put uh, vests and hats and repelling uh, hooks, and they essentially uh, repelled them down from the second-floor balcony to a little alleyway where other Israeli troops were waiting for them. Uh, to whisk them off to the helicopter helicopter and fly them out of Rafah, that city in uh, southern Gaza. Uh, and that all of that, from the minute they went into the building until the hostages were safely in the helicopter and took off, that was about 20 minutes. Wow. So pretty quick. Uh, and just uh, more than, a little more than an hour and change, they were already... Uh, in Israel, uh, being treated at Shiva Medical Center. Uh, They are in good condition, although we are hearing from at least one of the hostages uh, that they did not receive any medical help. And that comes Mm -hmm. after an agreement that Israel recently uh, mediated with Hamas through Qatar and France that medications would reach the hostages. They they got nothing. And What about the hostage negotiations that we heard President Biden and King Abdullah discussing yesterday during and after their meeting? Where do things stand and what are some of the issues at play there? Well, uh, as we speak, uh, there are teams in Cairo, Israeli teams, teams from Qatar, Egypt, uh, representatives for Hamas. Uh, There's a new round of talks underway right now in Cairo. They're being led by the CIA chief, Bill Burns. uh, And this is a new push to uh, try to get the sides to uh, show more flexibility and come to some kind of an agreement uh, after Hamas put on the table what even the uh, United States called non-starters. And Israel swiftly rejected that. Uh, Some of the issues on the table... Uh, of course, are the long-term issues. What President Biden spoke of there when he was uh, with the the King of Jordan, that six-week period, 
That has uh, of quiet of ceasefire. That has long been the initial starting position for this ceasefire. That's phase one. It would see uh, the civilian women, uh, some of the elderly and the injured come out in exchange for that first period of six weeks. And then the sides would continue negotiating on the stages to come. In other words, what would it take to get out, for example, the Israeli soldiers? And would then Israel agree to hold its fire for another six weeks, right? Uh, We have to remember that Ramadan is coming, Mm. March 10th. And no one, not Israel, not, uh, not, not the Muslim world, nobody wants to see this war uh, still in its very intense phase in southern Gaza during Ramadan. Um, that is just a recipe for disaster because the period already is a period of heightened uh, tensions here in the region. Uh, and if there is still active war going on in southern Gaza, uh, you know, we could see yeah. massive demonstrations around the Arab world. We could see the violence spread uh, here to Jerusalem, which so far in this war it has not. So, you know, those are some of the um, issues that the sides will be discussing. There's um, a little bit of optimism going into this, uh, into these talks today. That's what I'm hearing here in Jerusalem, which means Hamas may have dropped some of their uh, really excessive demands, things that have to do with, for example, that shared holy site here in Jerusalem um, or uh, lifting the siege completely, things that are just not realistic right now. We're joined by ABC News correspondent Jordana Miller, who's coming to us live from Israel. Uh, final question for you. What's the latest on the operations in and around Rafa? And also, has anything been happening up in the north with Hezbollah recently? There continues to be exchanges of fire between Israel and Hezbollah on the northern border. Uh, Today, one of Hezbollah's rockets uh, hit and injured uh, two civilians. A teenager is in serious condition, and another uh, young adult has also been hurt. Um, They're both in hospital. The volley there continues. The tensions are extremely high on the northern border. In uh, Gaza... The fighting remains focused around Khan Yunus. Uh, We have to remember that there is not going to be any major military operation in Mm Rafah until Israel uh, announces and starts to execute a plan to evacuate the civilians. There's over one million civilians that have come into Rafah. There's now about 1.2 in total that are there, uh, given the the pre-war residents in Rafah. So Israel needs to, and and has vowed to, that's what the prime minister says. He's going to give safe passage. He's going to figure it out. So we're not going to be surprised by some massive military operation in Rafah. So we may see a smaller, more special ops if Israel decides to act on any more intelligence it may have on hostages and try to free some more hostages. ABC News correspondent Jordana Miller with an update for us live from Israel. Jordana, really appreciate the time. Stay safe there. Thanks so much. Thanks. Talk soon. And then uh, real quick, a couple other notes on all of this. Benjamin Netanyahu was asked about Biden's mental fitness on ABC's This Week this past Sunday morning. Netanyahu said he's had more than a dozen conversations with Biden and those in-person meetings when Biden visited uh, Israel last year. And he, quote, 
found him very clear and very focused. We've managed to agree on the war aims and on many things. Sometimes we had disagreements, but they weren't born of a lack of understanding on his part or on my part. So I haven't seen that. Now, he's not going to come out and say, hey, this guy's senile while he's trying to get <laughs> aid. He's not going to say anything <laughs> and support from him. him. Right. Uh, now, NBC News, they had a report that Biden apparently called Netanyahu an a-hole on at least three occasions in a series of private conversations. <laughs> now, you wonder if that report had come out before Netanyahu's appearance on this week on ABC, if maybe his answer might have been a little bit different. Yeah. But. Oh, wow. That's crazy <laughs> that he was saying that. Yeah. The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at RyanGormanShow.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.